It is, um, it's great to be here this morning. Uh, today is a very special day. It's Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a guy here this morning and that's the first you've heard of it and the panic is now all the way coursing through your body. <laughs> um, we just want to say thank you to all the mothers that are here. Take advantage. I think it's drizzling rain a little bit outside, but um, you can you can slip out there and take a picture in front of the old truck and get your flowers and those things. And I just pray that you have a great, a great encouraging day today. Amen. It's a good thing. We want to welcome again all of our online family with us. Could you give it up for all them? Yeah. Amen. And we have a special mom here. We have my mom is right here. Could you give it up for her sitting right there? I want to say a few things to you first about connect groups that are coming up and, and, uh, what they're going to look like and the sermon series we're doing. Hey, listen, if you've been coming to this church any length of time, you don't, you know, we don't preach a lot on money. We don't even collect an offering here. You can give on your way out. If you want to be generous, that's fine. But there are, there are principles in God's words that, that talk about money. There just is. And my goal as a pastor is for you to wake up in the morning, not worrying about it. It's for you to go to sleep at night and not be worrying about it. There's principles in God's word. So listen, I need to, I need to make sure you understand this coming into our next sermon series. We're not a church that believes in condemnation. The Bible says that if you're in Christ Jesus, there, there is no condemnation. Amen. And so now if you, if you're sinning, stop. Well, that was easy, wasn't it? Just stop. Look at your neighbor and just say, stop. No, if you're sinning, that's there. There should be some guilt associated with sinning. Amen. Amen. There should be some guilt associated with sinning. It drives us to the cross. I'm fine with that. But you're not going to show up here week after week. And meet. I don't think the church should be dictating what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you buy, where you go on vacation, and, and what you feed your dog. I don't care. But I do think there's principles in God's word that allow us to be free from the bondage of worrying about money all the time. Amen. Come on, if the, if the majority of our arguments in marriage are about money, God wants us to be free from that. But I'm going to tell you something up front. There is no prayer that's going to put a money tree in your backyard. It's not going to happen. I've tried. Dug a hole, put fertilizer in it. God never brought the tree. But he has been faithful. Amen. And there are principles that we just want to share with you. If you join a connect group, we're going to give you 100% free access to Dave Ramsey, all of Dave Ramsey's material for a year. So that means even past the six or eight weeks or whatever you're in a connect group, you'll have access to those budgeting things. So all you have to do is sign up for a connect group and we're going to give you access to that. It's like 130 bucks regular uh, if you were to do it another way. So we just want to say, we just want to, this, this is, we believe in this. Amen. And so that'll be free to everybody that joins a connect group. And, and we're thankful for that. Another thing I want to tell you this morning is that last year, I believe it might've been over a year ago, 
the Churchills donated a house that had caught on fire. And, and so a lot of you are like, well, what are you going to do with that? So we had it torn down and in, in Hope Community Church fashion, in two weeks on May 22nd, we're going to rebuild that house in a blitz build. And so we will frame that house hopefully in one day. Yeah, that sounds fun, doesn't it? Uh, it's a little house in Martinsburg. And so we're excited about that. We're excited about making it a good house, um, you know, improving improving the area for the neighbors and things like that and being able to sell it and use that money to advance the kingdom. Amen. And so um, if you're interested in helping on that day, May 22nd, two weeks from yesterday, we'll be uh, framing that job. And so if, all, if you say, man, all I know how to do is carry lumber, just show up. Uh, and if you're interested, you can uh, make a request on the website. It's 335 Bernice Avenue in Martinsburg. And we'll be there about eight o'clock in the morning. And we have a lot of fun doing these type of things at Hope Community Church. So uh, if you've never been on a project like this, I encourage you to stop out and, uh, and join the crew. So I'm excited about it. Amen? Amen? All right. One of the things that, after, you know, I've been a pastor a long time. And one of the things I, I started to figure out was uh, on Mother's Day, I really, what am I going to say? Really? I'm not a mom. I don't, I don't have any idea. I've watched my mom. I've watched my wife. But deep down inside, men, we do other things well. Amen? This is not a man bashing service. We don't have those at Hope Community Church. I'm just going to say we do other things really well. Caring for my kids happens not to be one of them. You know, like in a motherly way. You know, one of my kids would fall down and say, hey, you okay? Yeah. And then mom would figure out how many stitches they needed. But if they said, yeah, I thought, hey, he's fine. Just walk away. So I thought it would be great for you to hear from a couple moms. And so uh, we had just had a great women's conference um, last weekend. And I thought it'd be great to bring a few of those ladies up here on stage with me and have a little conversation. It's been a different season for moms. Can we just admit that? It's been a different season for moms. Moms have had a go of it here in the last year and a half. And we want to talk about that a little bit and encourage you this morning. Could you, so could you welcome three fine ladies as they come up this morning and share the stage with me? First of all, I want to I want to say um, that we're not going to talk about the pandemic the whole time. <laughs> I think we've talked about it a little bit, but I do I do recognize up here today that in a lot of the circumstances over the last year and a half, moms have been on the front line of this whole deal. Moms have been, in a lot of ways. There's been more pressure on moms in the last year and a half uh, than there have been dads because uh, in a lot of ways, our children don't just come to dads naturally and say, I'm feeling bad or I don't know what to do. Um, 
a lot of a lot of times we're the you know tough guys in the room, you know, trying to hold it all together. So I thought it'd be a, a great conversation this morning uh, to talk about specifically what moms deal with, and then encourage you this morning that you're going to be okay. Look at your neighbor. Look at the next lady closest to you. Skip over the guy. Look at the next lady closest to you and look at him dead in the eye and say, hey, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. That toddler will be 30 one day and they'll be out of your house. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's fine. You're going to make it. Didn't that feel good? That felt better. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around and I'm going to have them introduce themselves and tell you, I think most of you may know this is my lovely wife. And, um, I mean, you can throw in there how great I am. If you, if you, I did that last week. (laughs) No, it is an honor to be your wife. So, um, say it again for the camera. Did they zoom in on that? (laughs) So I'm Beth. And uh, we have three children that are practically adults at this. Two of them are adults. Um, Two of them are in college, and one is graduating. Madeline graduates next week from WVU, which is exciting. Emma is, yeah. Um, Emma, our middle child, is getting married in August, and she is still in school as well in uh, college. And then Carter is our son. He's 17, soon to be 18. He reminds us pretty often. And um, he still has one more year of high school left after this year. So I'm excited that he's still with us, even though Chris tells you differently. But um, but it's it's good to still have them around. So um, outside of the home, I am an accountant by trade. I am the finance manager, accounting manager of the finance department at Blue Ridge Community College. Um, I manage about 11 employees or so there. And then I also, we have a child care, or three child care centers actually in Morgan County. And um, I'm more of the administrative person for that. So I help to to make sure rules are being followed and bills are paid and paychecks and and a lot of those behind the scenes paperwork things that that Chris isn't crazy about. So, um, and we manage around 14 employees there. So. If we've been married 20, oh, almost been married, 25 yeah, years. Yeah, 25 years almost in August. in August. Yeah. Waiting for things to open up so we can celebrate. And I will say this about our, our son turning 18. I, I mowed the grass yesterday, and I was panic-stricken because mm-hmm. I realized that my See? lawn guy is going to be moving out soon. Yeah, it won't be long. It's all yours, babe. I thought, I'm going to have to mow the grass again. This is crazy. I'm mowing circles, so I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> all right, Carly. Oh, that's funny. I'm Carly. Um, I've been married to my husband, Ryan, for 14 years. He is my biggest supporter. We have three kids. Um, Our oldest, she is nine. And then we have two boys. They're eight and five. And when I am working outside the home, um, I work at a Christian private practice um, doing counseling. Hi, I'm Becky Eiler. I've been married to Phil for 26 and a half years. The half counts. Yes. And I am a proud mom of Sam Eiler, who's 24, and Henry Eiler, who's 14. And Sam um, and Hannah, in January, were married. So Hannah is also part of my family now, whether she likes it or not. Um, And outside of the home, I am a principal. I've worked for Berkeley County Schools for going on 26 years, but I've been at North Middle School for the past 10. And um, yeah. 
So I know we, I know there was adjustments in our family. So every family here, this is not new to you. Every family here had to make adjustments this, this past year and a half. And, and it happened pretty rapidly. And so we had two adult kids in college and why don't you talk about that a little bit, how it, how it changed from a mom's perspective, how our, our life changed as a family. Sure. So our two oldest are girls, which, you know, have different emotions than boys do a lot of times. <laughs> so, you know, they were, they were kind of on their own at that point. Madeline was overseas. She was in Wales kind of living her six-month dream. She was going to be there, and she was excited, and she was doing lots of great things, just taking advantage of everything. That suddenly came to a halt for her. And we thought, at one point we thought, well, she, she'd already found a church family. She was going to stay. She was going to wait it out. And then all of a sudden, we kind of became in this little bit of a panic. Not just us, but our nation. I mean, our world became in panic. And we thought, well, you, you're going to have to come home. And um, that was devastating for her. So she had a lot of disappointments, as well as Emma, with being her first year in college. And, and that, got, that was cut short. Um, so just dealing with that with them, some of their disappointments, I'm, I'm thankful and I can't imagine, bless you moms that have little children. Um, you know, mine were in college and did their own work and Carter was the same way and he was a sophomore. And so I was just kind of trying to stay up on him, but not necessarily having to help him like you moms of littles are. And, um, that's, that's hard. I mean, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm an accountant, and I work outside, outside the home for a reason. I knew I wasn't a great teacher to my kids. Um, so, you know, gosh, you guys are amazing that, that you were able to do that with smaller children. And we had all the kids were back in the house. Yeah, they were. They were back in the house, um, which I loved. I was excited. I, thought, I saw it as a great opportunity to just have all my, you know, my peeps in their nest again for a little bit. Um, so I saw it as a blessing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carly. <laughs> yeah, I need you to tell me the question. Again. <laughs> Trying to figure out how I was going to do that. Um, so we were experiencing older kids coming back and all that stuff. And, and what you have younger kids. And then moms are oftentimes the frontline counselors anyway. Like I made the joke earlier when, you know, when the kid comes to dad with a problem, we're like, you know, come on, suck it up. Let's go. We got to, we got to make things happen. And, and I'll, I'll admit I've been like that over the years with my kids. Like, Hey, we're strong. We can do this. And then the, the more in-depth working through feelings and stuff, you know, Beth handle a lot of that. And so why don't you talk about that a little bit that, that moms are on the front line when it comes to those type of things. And especially the year and a half we just had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moms are definitely the first line counselors, and that's all the time this year, most definitely. But as moms, you you have that sense of when something is off, something's not quite right, and when stress levels are very high, it's hard to notice that in in fine detail sometimes. But I think that kids are often going to come to their mom first and moms are problem solvers. They're figuring out solutions to what's going on. So it's a really important job. And I think that that is occurring when your kids are really small. It's also occurring 
for me, even now as an adult, my parents are still my first-line counselors, so that is something that is just, it's very important to be there and listening when your kids need you. Becky, you, you experienced this a little bit differently because you were running a school. Not only were you a mom, but you were running a school full of kids, and then that got flipped upside down. What did that look like? So I do the schedule for my school, and it was beautiful. Last summer, it was finished, and two weeks before school started, um, our superintendent said, you have to prepare a schedule for students who are brick and students who are click. And also, you have to prepare for staff who want to be brick and want to be click. So it was a challenge, um, and we had to put them in pods, you know, to for contact tracing purposes. Um, but what we saw with moms in general, and you know, a lot of single dads that are forming, uh, that are being the moms and the dad, and you single moms who have to be the dad and the mom. Um, but we had a lot of grandparents as well, um, parents who didn't have internet in their home. So as a school. Um, in particular, we've done close to 100 home visits, and it might be to deliver hotspots, um, internet access. So this school year was very different. Um, we, my school is a high percentage of low socioeconomic status, and so I, we're used to high needs, but the needs were different. You know, we had moms who were, didn't have a way of making income because things were shut down. So, um, you know, one of my communities and school worker, he got a car for one family. Um, this, we're working on getting a lawnmower for one of our kids now because that's what he likes to do and he makes money on the side. So just the needs were different, getting them, getting food to the homes, pickups and things like that. Berkeley County Schools did an amazing job. Um, taking care of, they allowed my staff to bring their kids to school because that was one of the things we were going to do it at North. And if my superintendent is listening, I'm probably going to get in trouble, but I had already decided my teachers could bring their kids to school regardless what was coming down. We had already made that decision because you can't run a school if you don't have teachers and teachers have small children. And, um, if there's no childcare, you know, and their school is closed those kids have to go somewhere. And a lot of my teachers are from Pennsylvania. You know, I have some from Virginia. They're around the states, and they don't have family close. So there wasn't someone for them. So I saw it from my teacher's perspective, my parents' perspective, their needs. They were stressing out because now um, they're going to have to get on Schoology and help their, you know, middle school students are still children. They're 11 through 14. They need guidance. It's not the time to say you're on your own. Um, but some of my families were not comfortable with the content level as well. It's, it's more difficult. Trust me, the math in middle school, I have to teach myself sometimes before I can tutor a kid. Um, it is difficult. So families were faced with becoming the teacher in the home that they've not had to be before. Um, and my teachers had to, I, I'm just shout out to the teachers because they really had to come up with, yeah. Um, they were moms, you know, and dads, and they had to come up with a curriculum online and in the classroom for when we did come in. And some of them had to do it at the same time. Now, because our schedule is great at North, my teachers either did the click or they did the brick because there's no way you could effectively do both at the same time. That's just crazy. But it is still a challenge. And they had to learn Schoology, Nearpod, all these tech things. And, and they really did it. So Berkeley County teachers rock. They really did. So moms just trying to figure out our, our kids are home all the time now during this season. They were home all the time. The kids were going through stress that they weren't used to. 
which was on top of whatever stress mom was going through. And then and th- on top of that, they were figuring out how to be educators a lot of times in the house for, like you said, math and, and English and all that stuff that maybe, maybe it's been 20 years or 30 years since you've dove into those type of subjects. So with all that chaos going on, there were a couple silver linings, weren't there? There, there were a couple good things that came out of all that. And so why don't, why don't we talk about that a little bit from a mom perspective, some good things that you guys saw as, as you navigated your families through this and, and, and where you worked. Yeah, let me start with you. Okay, I'm not going to overdo it this time. <laughs> I was so excited the first time to talk about life during the pandemic. It was maybe too much. So we'll take, tone it down. Um, for me, it was not as such a horrible time. I didn't have to deal with COVID sickness. Um, I was grateful for that because a lot of people did have to deal with that. But for me, it was a great sense of dinner, family dinners. We had time to sit around the table. It was, uh, it was, that to me is magical because you're, you're so busy all the time. And sometimes dinner's on the table, but everyone's everywhere. And you know, my older son, um, being back in the house now has been really nice because he brought Hannah and I have girls in the house. Um, so that was nice getting to know Hannah as well because they met in February and COVID hit in March and then they said, don't come back to school. And I loved being an at home mom again for a smidget of time because I could zoom. My husband brought me lunch. He became a chef. Like he was online looking up. Yes. He was looking up dishes. Like I'm going to make this. I saw it on Pinterest. He has a Pinterest account. And so I love that he cared for us the way he did. And he's still doing that. He still cooks for us in the evenings. He plans out our meals. He does the grocery shopping. I'm very grateful. So that all came really during COVID um, because we were having food delivered to our house. But I don't know about you guys, but if you did a a meal delivery and they brought half of it and you're like, where's the other half? Um, And he would go to the store and find the other half. He would look around, you know? Um, So family time, he doesn't play games, but my children, we like to play games, doing puzzles, just sitting in the driveway and sunning ourselves was really nice, you know? Um, just getting back to the basics and slowing things down, I, I really loved that part of it. What was it like for you, Carly? What were some positives? Okay, so two things that I always thought would be on my never list with young kids, and that was tent camping and Monopoly. So if you know my parents at all, tent camping doesn't seem like that would be something that foreign to us, but I was not about it with our little kids. But you know what? Here we are, and we were stuck at home, and it was like, okay, let's get a tent. Let's do this. So that has been a fun thing that we did. And being able to say yes to things like Monopoly that seriously take hours. to play. But when you had nothing else, like it was like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. So it's been really nice to just have those priorities shift a little bit and, and slow down enough to see, okay, there are some things that, you know, we can refocus and almost reset. Yeah. So I think for us, um, dinner was nice. We had, we, the kids weren't, weren't really working and the girls were home, so we um, I enjoyed those family dinners that we we got to do together, and, and just seeing the importance of that. If you can do it, you know, once a month, if, if, as your children get older, 
jobs and school and all that stuff get in the way. So just cherish that when you have it. The other thing is um, I found a hobby in being a plant mom, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know that term. So I started, we ended up converting. We had a home office because I was home. Um, you were home. The girls were trying to find places to do work. And um, so I, I, between our office, I don't know, I just, I collect plants now and it's very exciting and they're still alive. So that's really good. Yeah, that was, I found a hobby. So that was good for me. We have a lot of plants and, and it's helping the air quality and all that good stuff. I read that's not really a thing. You have to have so many plants. It doesn't work, but that's okay. <laughs> It's um, one of the things we talked about earlier, we were talking, is the idea that there's Paul, the Apostle Paul walked through oftentimes immensely difficult circumstances. Um, You can read in one of his letters like a litany of his sufferings that he endured carrying the gospel all over the then known world. On one of those circumstance, in one of those circumstances, he was he had an illness. We're not really sure what it was. The Bible says that he prays. Now, this is a man who had who had prayed, and other people had been healed, even rose from the dead. All these type of things. He prays, and the Bible says it records that he prays specifically three times to be healed, and and he doesn't get healed. He it doesn't happen. The guy that could pray and see other people healed is not healed himself. And the message he receives from God is my grace is sufficient for you. It's my grace is enough to keep you going through any difficult time you're going to experience, even in the body or, or, or an outward stress uh, in your life. His grace is sufficient for you. Becky, you said that earlier about just God's grace being enough to get speak speak about that as far as a mom and all you know that whole group of stresses and how his grace is enough. Well, definitely, you have. I always say to kids when they come in my office and they might be in a little bit of trouble or you know it's a bad choice, it's a mistake. We're going to get over. It. I allow myself ten mistakes a day, and I've yet to reach my quota. But God has shown us. I blow that every day. By the way, I give myself like thirty. So if you need to up that number, don't feel bad. It's fine. Yes. Like 30 at least. And, you know, God has shown us such grace. How dare us not show others grace? Ourselves, first of all, our children. And it's funny because um, I definitely think we take life very seriously sometimes. But when we step back from what might have caused us major stress, we can sometimes laugh about it and go, why, why did I get so crazy about that? And, you know, just trying to step back. And I, in the first service, I was thinking of, I don't know what brought it to my mind, but Kim Simpanathan, who is in Alaska, maybe watching. Hi, Kim. And she um, told me one time, she was so stressed out because she has three boys who are wonderful young men. But at the time, they stressed her out. So she went out and sat in the car and just was decompressing. And she looked up and they were all three looking out their bedroom window at her. <laughs> they thought she'd lost it. So, you know... Um, and she just started laughing. So laughter is such good medicine, you know, allowing yourself to just enjoy life and not take everything so seriously. We do, you know, there are some things that we do need to take seriously. They need to happen, but 
it, it is true that, you know, just try and take a selfie with your mother. Um, that'll bring laughter, you know, trying to get a straight face from her. Um, it, or, you know, or where she's not crossing her eyes or closing them. But just, again, allowing yourself to first give yourself grace, you know, because uh, life is not perfect and nor are we. <laughs> Yeah, we made it through the toilet paper shortage. Everybody here made it through that. Amen. By the grace of God, you made it through. Why don't you talk about Carly Grace as far as in a counseling circumstance, is that pressure that comes on us and being able to have grace on ourselves or grace for our kids. Absolutely. It's sort of what Becky was saying. I mean, you really are doing a great job. I think we often underestimate that. We question, we compare ourselves to how other people are doing it. Um, No one is doing this mom thing perfectly. And giving yourself grace to just do today. And God equipped you for this. He perfectly designed your children for you and your family. So it's just remembering that through all of the difficult circumstances. Yeah, you hit on a good point there. Uh, comparison is an evil that, that is, it's a joy stealer, right? And, and did any of you notice that social media did not shut down during the pandemic? You still had perfect pictures on Instagram of people doing everything perfectly. And, and, and so we got trapped into this idea that we weren't handling this the best, as, as good as somebody in another state with a perfect Instagram account or perfect Facebook account. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't play any board games. He's not a game player. No, 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 I'm not. We're not doing that. No board game, perfect photos from the Jones family. (laughs) So just backing away from that and realizing you're, you're the, Moms in here are working with what they have, what God gave them with their families, and it's not, you can't compare it to anything else. And I think something else to, to remember, and um, I tend to be that person that always says, what could we have done better or different or whatever? Um, I think about my human resource director at Blue Ridge. I love her because she'll go, you just survived a pandemic. <laughs> like, think about this. So that she brings that into perspective. If you're here today, I mean, we, you're, you're doing it. You made it. That's, that's a success. Yeah. Yeah, so why don't you talk about grace and, and what it looked like for us and you and our family. Yeah, so something I wanted to want to say to those moms that work outside the home is um, take away that guilt. Like, just get rid of it because a lot of times we think, and it is that comparison game. It goes back to that, well, you know, Becky got to do games with, you know, whatever it was. I mean, I did a lot of reading of stuff that I didn't want to read. And while I was home, and I was very thankful for that, um, you know, I think a lot of you did the same thing. Your job was even busier working from home than what it was when you were at the office. So, I mean, you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. So, so take that guilt away. I mean, your kids were there. You got to see them. You got to maybe grab lunch with them and, and chat with them as you were, like you said, maybe throwing in the laundry or, or whatever. I'm just, just um, don't feel guilty about that. You know, God's called you to the people that, that you work for and that you work with. And um, so, I mean, that's an amazing thing, too. And, and maybe you were there for, for encouragement to them as well. So be thankful for that. Yeah. So we, none of us do this in isolation. And I asked you this earlier. 
um, you know, we, we all have giant influencing people and, and events in our lives. And so, um, you guys are great moms, but obviously you didn't start from scratch. You had people that influenced you. So I know all of your mothers. So why don't you talk about, why don't you talk about them for a second? So my mom, who's here, can you hear me? Mom, she forgot her hearing aids, bless her heart. So, um, I'll talk really loud, but she's definitely been the biggest influence in my life because, and he, he, he said he wasn't going to throw any bombshells. He threw this on the first service. So I, I cried, of course. Um, but her work ethic is her work ethic is amazing. Um, her ability to make me cry on the instant is amazing. No, but she was a first grade teacher for 36 and a half years at Hedgesville elementary. And on top of that, then she had my brother and I, and my brother was a handful. I'm just, but, um, I have a Wesley too. Um, but no, seriously, she honestly is, I think a Proverbs 31 woman, that's her. She's so patient. She's so kind. And she is definitely just the person I can call. If I'm stressed out, I said in the women's conference, she said, you just tell us people that you don't change your clothes in a phone booth. You're not Wonder Woman. And so it was funny because that's Superman. But she always, she might be little, but she is tenacious and she is God-fearing and she, she's just a rock. So I love her. Yeah, I always start this out, and I don't ever really know what to say, except that I think I have the best mom in the whole world. I mean that. And my mom, if you know her, she she can balance things unlike anyone I know as far as family and being there for us. When we were little, she was at everything, like at school, in school. I don't know. It was kind of like, how are you in all these places at the same time? But then balancing a career later and always being there to listen. She was always there if we needed to talk, if something came up. Um, I always knew that mom was right there and ready to listen. So I'm so blessed for, to have her. So I'd said earlier, all three of us have really fabulous moms. We're really blessed with that. Um, I think my mom is one of the kindest and most generous people ever. I mean, she is she just is. She's just kind. You don't hear anything mean or nasty or whatever come out of out of her ever. Um, and, you know, I have lots of fabulous friends that I can just go, ah, oh, this is what's happening. But for me, a lot of times when it really hits, when the stress is really there, that's when I call my mom. And I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, just decompress. And she's a good listener. And, and um, she helps to stand up for me. And she will fight for me and give me good advice. And... My mom was a working mom, and she made it look so easy. I just thought, well, that's just what you do. And um, she, she really did. She was always there for us if we needed, you know, if we were sick or school parties or whatever. I just thought, well, that's like, like Carly said, that balance part. My mom, my mom had it for sure. So um, she, she made it look super easy. And then she did it with grandkids because as we had our children, she would help, you know, a couple days a week with my children. And then now that my sister has children, she does that with them as well. And then at some point in time, she had retired and was contracting and working from home. And, and she still did it. And she's still an amazing cook, too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. so you guys have been blessed to have wonderful moms that are still here. 
and you get you still during a pandemic you can pick up the phone and ring them and 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 talk why don't you encourage you know there's a lot of people sitting out here that that maybe are trying to figure this out without a role model or figure this out with without their moms in the picture could you could you give them some encouragement at this time and um that that they're going to be okay that they're going to figure it out and and maybe maybe how important it is to be in a church family where there's where there's other moms to go to yeah i would say um mother's day is not easy for everyone and that is something that is is just the reality you know and i think it's so important that we have each other that we have community and i think that as much as that was difficult over the past year it also forced us to really connect when we needed to and and find ways to make that happen and also to put value on oh i can just go see this person we didn't have that in the same way so definitely remember that you're not doing this alone you don't have to do it alone and um to make sure that you just remember that god goes before us that he's already there and you know you have to focus on each day and not think too far ahead and you know my mom lost her mom when she was 5 so i think what a great mom she's been but it was from her great grandmother you know, and being in church and being connected with other powerful women and seeing them as role models. So I do think being in church is a great opportunity because there are elderly women who have wisdom for days. And so you get to see them as examples of Christ walking on the earth and you can model, you know, because I, I can't imagine not having that example growing up, but there are people in the church who have that example and, you know, can look to that. Just be sure you're connected to one another. Um, you know, there's there's ladies out there that you, cherish your mom. If, if you had a good mom and maybe she's not with you anymore, I mean, cherish her memory and celebrate her even still. Um, and then, you know, if you had a poor example, like Becky said, I mean, there's, there's lots of ladies here that we need each other. You know, even though a lot of us are kind of same, at the same age, you go through the same stage of life, but, but you want to have people that have already gone through it and maybe also be able to bring someone who's who's coming up, you know, along. Just have somebody to, to mentor up and, and below, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage you. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful uh, for the great women in this church. Uh, we we are fortunate here. We're not a young church, or we're not an old church. Uh, we have very young mothers, and we have I can't even say that. I can't even say not so young mothers. We have experienced mothers, um, and that's a good environment to be in. I told somebody one day. I said, "Man, I am. I would be scared to death to have a young church." It, it is it is comforting to know that there's people older than me and older than us here at this church with more experience who've been moms longer, who've been caregivers longer, been dads longer, that whole nine yards. And so all of a sudden now in the community I'm already in, I I can tap into somebody who's already walked where I'm walking. Amen. And that's a really good thing. So I would encourage you, if you're a mom here this morning, you're saying, listen, my mom's not here. And there's, there's circumstances that I get into that. It doesn't feel like I have anybody to call. There are wonderful ladies here. Uh, that would love to talk to you. I, I, I'm saying that not just to say it. I know they would. I know them. 
love to pour into you, love to guide you through circumstances. And, and I want to say this is a, is a dad. There are things that dads are good at. And then there are things that dads aren't good at. And we're never going to get good at. I'm not even trying to get good at it because we're just made different. And, and that's a good thing. And so, so I'm just, I'm encouraging moms to just dig in. And, and if you're a a husband or a father here and, and you're with your wife, just encourage her to do what moms do and do it great. And one of the things I decided early, early on was I was going to be my wife's biggest supporter. I was just going to, man, you are going to be great at this. I know we got three toddlers. I mean, I remember three toddlers and I remember thinking the world was coming to an end. Most of our prayers were even so Lord come quickly. It's like, why we got to drag this Jesus coming back thing out. I mean, like we had kids, they're fun and all, but this is getting ridiculous. But it's every day. (laughs) It's at night. It's in no sleep. It's like, so we feel for you moms that are right in the middle of that right now. Just, just go like this. Just pick your head up like this and let your nose get just above the water in the presence of the Lord this morning. He is here to support you. Amen. He's here to guide you through it. And, and a lot of times he's going to do it through women who have already walked in those steps and they're here to support you as well. Amen. So could you, uh, as we close, could you just give up a warm thank you for them coming here and encouraging us?